Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello and welcome to this complimentary champagne life call. I am Cassie Parks. I'm an author, a speaker, and a coach. And I'm so excited to talk to you about our topic tonight, which is writing your champagne life story, which is um, very, very near and dear to my heart. I also see the tremendous power in this technique. So I'm really excited to be sharing it with you tonight. I just want to thank you for investing your time with me. Our time is our most precious resource, and I really appreciate the trust that you have in me to commit to spending the next 30 to 60 minutes with me. I'm really grateful to connect with you. And I'm excited to teach you all about how to write your champagne life story. So, we're going to get started. All right. So, um, if you're on this call, you're likely someone who is frustrated with where you are. Maybe you feel stuck. You might feel like you've tried every LOA thing there is out there, and yet you're not manifesting your deepest desires. Um, it's also possible that you're someone who's ready for more. You're ready to grow and expand, and you're looking for that right thing to help you do that. If either of those are true, you're in the right place. My intention for our time together is to introduce you to one of the most powerful ways to create a huge shift in your life in a very short amount of time. I want to give you the tools to do it on your own, as soon as you can, so that you can start getting to experience your dream life, and most importantly, getting to know your future self. My first workshop participant said, the person you want to be is already here, and you can access her anytime. And that's really what she learned from this process. And that's the power of the process, is that you get to meet that future self that has exactly what you want, exactly what you're looking for, and is living that life that you want to be living. And when you can tap into that person at any moment, it makes a huge difference. It guides what you do differently. It helps you tap into more success. And it helps you get to where you want to be, experience the life you want to live faster, experience all the things that you want to live faster, whatever those are. Tapping into that person and getting to know that future self that you have access to anytime speeds up that process. So I want to share a little bit about me. The other day I was talking to my publisher and writing a new book, which is actually on this topic, um, How to Write Your Champagne Life Story. And she said to me, you don't know what it's like. Like, you've always been good at this stuff. And I said, that's not true. And she said, really? Because you always convince me of that. Like, I don't really convince her. But what she meant by that is the way that I present what I do with my life is that it's always been easy. And that actually is not the case. Um, so I wanted to share a little bit about you. Um, I was taken back by that because I definitely know what it's like to not be good at stuff. I understand what it's like uh, to have the vision board, say affirmations, and constantly look for the thoughts and beliefs that are blocking you from having what you desire. I know what it's like 
to be constantly trying to fix that and to be working really hard to work your LOA magic, which takes dedication and practice, but it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be as hard as I was making it back then. So I do know what that's like. Um, just a little over a year ago, um, most of the people in my circle remember had my first launch, which was wonderful when I launched many, many, many. The thing is that that wasn't my first launch. That was my first successful launch. And there were many failed, miserable attempts before that. People just don't remember them because you don't remember things that didn't really make a big splash. And the reason Money, Money, Money was such a success is because I decided it would be. I set out to create a very successful program that made lots of money, that impacted lots of lives, that was raved about, and that's exactly what I did. That time it was different. When I created that program, it was different than any other time before when I had launched something. I didn't set as intent I didn't set intentions as much as I did write the script for how the story was going to go. As I wrote the course, I became committed to scripting the outcome. I would write the successful ending or a piece of the story before I would start working on the program for the day. So before I, you know, would even open up the Word document where I was writing this program, I would open up the notes function on my computer and I would start writing how successful this was, what I was experiencing, what everybody was experiencing, all of these emails that I was getting from everyone saying how successful it was. I wrote about how many people were in the program. I wrote about how much money I was making, which was awesome. I wrote about all of these things. And what that did was really gave me a chance to experience myself in that successful launch. I had never experienced myself in a successful launch before. And so it was great because I knew what I wanted it to feel like. What was even better is that, you know, I had scripted one day following, just following my intuition and going, and we're going to talk in detail, so if you don't know what I'm saying by scripting, I'll get really clear on that. Um, you'll have a definite, clear um, definition before we leave. So one day I scripted, I have 170 people in this course, and I just kept writing whatever followed that. They're all awesome. They're amazing. They're experiencing success. But that 170 stuck with me. You know, and at that point, I had no idea how I would get 170 people in the course. I had 100 people maybe on my list at that time. So if you figure probably only 30% of them are opening my email, so about 30 people. And so, but I just said, I knew this story. I knew the story of what it was like to have 170 people sign up and join the class and be in there. So four days before the start of the course, I had seven people registered. Seven people, which is quite far from 170. But I knew how the story would play out, so I didn't panic. I just kept following my intuition and allowing that story that I had written for the two months before to come into play. I knew the story so well that I didn't have to panic. I didn't have to worry. I didn't have to go into, oh, my God, this is going to be not a successful launch. I didn't have to do that because I knew the story. So then it happened about mid-afternoon on the four days before the course started. I posted one Facebook post that got shared more and more. Somebody with a lot of people in her tribe shared it. 
This is somebody who I thought would have seen in me post every day since then, all the five posts, but she hadn't seen it. So she reposted it. I could have never imagined um, someone else doing that, that had this huge tribe sharing my stuff with their tribe so generously. But it happened. And the registration started rolling in one after another. Within 48 hours, there was over 170 people registered for that course. So that was the moment I really realized that scripting was so powerful. I mean, I loved the process. I was enjoying it. If nothing else, you know, our LOA practices, you should feel good when you're doing them. And I did. Every morning when I sat down to script out how this course would go and how many people were having success and the emails they were sending me and the money I was making, I was having a wonderful time. So I got that part right. But it wasn't until afterwards when I saw the success, how the story just played out, the way that I had said it, the way that I knew it was, the way I had come to be connected to it, that I realized the power. It wasn't until I realized that I didn't hit panic mode or get stressed or go into, oh, this, this isn't working, I'm not good enough, this kind of thing. It was when I realized that that didn't happen, how powerful all of this was. Uh, so I started taking it further, and I started writing about my days, and I realized that things were happening. So, you know, just the other day, actually, I knew this already happened. So if I get out of my routine, I have a routine, I get up, I go work out, do some meditation, do some yoga before I ever start my day. Some days I just wake up, and that's not what I want to do. So I don't do it, and I just find something else to do. But what I realized, that's, that routine is important to me. So instead of beating myself up, I just make sure that I'm scripting my days that I get up, I go work out, I meditate, and I do yoga. After three to five days of that, I don't even think about it. I just basically get up and go work out. It just happens. That's because you're writing as if when you're scripting. So written scripting is writing what you desire to be true from that future place. Um, and verbal scripting is the same thing. It's speaking as if you are in that future place where you have everything you want to be and do, and you are the person that is living that life. Tapping into that is so powerful because here is what happens a lot of the time, and this is why people get stuck and frustrated, is because we do things, but we only know one story. So before my successful launch, I didn't know the story of a successful launch. And you can get to know that story a lot of different ways. You can go and you can watch people who do um, successful launches and you can do what they do, or, and that sometimes helps with belief. You can do other things to amp up your belief. You can get really good at your mantras, which are awesome, and your I am statements. Some people can tap into that really good story with just a really good I am statement. They say over and over and over again. But sometimes some of us aren't as committed. You know, we don't say the thousand times of that statement, so we never get the benefit, the full benefit of it becoming who we are and what we're experiencing. So the only story that we know, that you know, is the one of being unsuccessful, is the one of working really hard and not having it work out. And a lot of that, I think, is because we're always focused on what we want, and we're always trying to get there. But it's hard, and I learned it's hard 
when you don't understand who you are in that situation. You have no frame of reference of what that success feels like or who you are in that situation or the other details that surround that situation. Our brains like to understand what's going to happen. You know, they, they like to understand the details. They like to understand, well, if you're not doing this anymore, what are you doing? Because we don't want to just be sitting around being bored, right? Or if, we, if we're not going to do this and we're going to do this, what are we not going to be doing? Um, your brain likes to know the details. And um, from the perspective that, you know, we think the universe and the universe thinks us, that makes sense. So the clearer our details are in our head, the clearer we know that experience of success and being in that place that we want, the more we think that into the universe, the more the universe can deliver that to us. Um, it's when we send out that murky picture or we send out um, the thing that doesn't have a lot of detail. And by detail, I mostly mean how you feel. I don't mean that, you know, the exact truck with the exact this spot on it, that spot on it, that kind of detail is important. But we're going to talk about it. The more important detail is how you feel and what you appreciate in that situation. So I'm sure that all of you have had this experience before where, you know, I can remember, I remember one really seriously in my life is was reading this book called The Referral of a Lifetime. And they had to do this, this exercise, which so many people do, right? right? Right as if you just achieved your goal. Right, with no direction. It's like just write write that. And so you write it and it kinda of sounds blah. It's like, oh, I just got I just got hundred and seventy people in my class. It was great. It was awesome. Right? Because there's no oomph in it. There's no detail. There's no kind of how good it feels in there. So you've probably all had that experience before. I know that I've done it more than once at a self development seminar or in a book or in a course. It's a great exercise if you can really get into it. The magic is getting into the feeling of it and getting into the experience of it, not just giving the facts of what happened, but really putting yourself in the experience. And so I've termed that difference, the difference between being the -the on-the-spot reporter and the newsroom reporter. So the newsroom reporter in the middle of a hurricane will sit and read, you know, there's 80-mile-an-hour winds, there's, um, you know, whatever's going on, sideways rain, there's all this stuff, right? They just kind of read it. There's no connection. They're dry, sitting there in their suit with their teleprompter, knowing exactly what to say, just reading it. But when they go to the on the spot reporter, you can feel, you can almost feel the wind through the TV even though you're not there because you see them in the wind. So they're talking about how fast 80 miles an hour wind is and what that means, what it looks like flying around and how the wind is coming sideways it couldn't even walk and how all of these things are happening. And you really feel like you're there. And that's the difference. For scripting, you want to be in that place of that on-the-spot reporter. So I'm going to give you a little bit of how to get there um, as we go through how to write your champagne life story. So uh, I'm going to go through all of the steps to rate it. All right, I'm just going to take a quick break and see if anyone has any questions at this this point. All right, so not yet. Awesome. 
So we just covered a lot of stuff, and so we're going to go through this. And this is going to be pretty fast. Um, so take notes, come back to it. Um, you can you know send me an email if you have questions, whatever. And like I said, the book I am writing this in grave detail in the in the book uh, that will be out in September. So um, if you want to get um, the book early, um, you can always be on the launch team. And so just email me after this and tell me that you're interested on the launch team. Um, so the first place that you start with writing your story, because it really is understanding the full story. What we're going to go through is how you get from where you are to where you want to be and that story backwards. And we're going to get so that you know yourself in that story. So the first place to start, and I'm just going to actually before you even start that, I'm going to say I recommend doing this process over three days and committing 16 hours to it. And there's a lot of reasons why that's important. And probably everybody, I have you all on mute, but you probably just took a collective, like, oh, my gosh, that's so much time. And it is so much time, right? It takes dedication to write your new story. But in the long run, it saves you time. Dedicating a big chunk of time when you can is going to save you a lot of time down the road. You know, so if you saw, however you got here, or you might have heard this story already, but the first participant who did this, she thought 16 hours was a lot too. You know, she, I could feel her. I'm like, this is what you have to commit. This is, if you want to do it, I want to take you through it. Uh, it's going to take 16 hours. And she was like, oh, okay. And so we worked out our schedules, and it actually took a month before we could get to do it. But it was important. We put it right on our schedules, and we, we made the commitment to do it. And so she had been struggling. By her own admission, she was just about ready to throw her hands up and quit her business. And she has an amazing business. Like what she does is so powerful and so important in this world. And she just couldn't. It wasn't working like she wanted. She was frustrated. She was tired. She felt like she was beating herself against the wall. And she was in that place that maybe you are if you're on this call where she did. She just wanted, she was ready to walk away. And so this is almost, I think, like I'm going to do this because what do I have to lose, right? What do I have to lose? You know, if I get 16 hours and at the end I still want to walk away, I can walk away, right? So she committed the 16 hours. And she said it was a lot, but she did it. And the reason why it's important, oh, and so the thing is, is that you can commit, she committed the 16 hours, and you can commit 16 hours, but for her, she's frustrated, she's tired, which that's draining when you're going through life in that frustrated place when you think you are doing everything to make something work, and it's not working. Trust me, I get it. I have been there. I tried to build um, a coaching practice years ago like that, and I actually did, I let go. And I went to work on something else because it was frustrating and it wasn't moving. And I was working so hard, right? So hence I did it differently when I went to relaunch, when I went to launch Money, Money, Money. But when we think about the time investment, you know, so she had worked, she had been filling her coaching program. She's an amazing program. It's a year-long program, it's a year-long commitment. And she's been working on it for two to three months. And she had four participants before we started. So let's just say two months, so two participants a month, okay? She sold it out in the 10 days following 
our time together, this committed 16 hours together, she sold out her program, which I think was 20 people. So, you know, she got 14 people in 10 days when prior it had taken her two months to get four people into her program. And the key here is that her program didn't change. The only thing that changed was her and her knowing the experience of her success and her knowing herself in that moment and her getting to know how she got there. So when we come up against the time thing, um, because it is important, I'll go into why it's important to do the 16 hours. I just want you to ask yourself before you give yourself that reason to get out, how how long is it going to take you at this pace to get where you want to be? For her, it would take eight months. So for her, it was definitely worth the time because the time she spent, it actually saved her eight months, and it made her a lot of money. So it just depends on how you want to get where you want to be. You can invest the time slowly and things go slower, or you can commit to investing the time and really get to where you want to be a lot faster. So before you sit down to do this process, I would suggest like putting, even if it takes a month out, like Cara and I, it took a month to get scheduled right. Put on your calendar three days that you're going to be committed to this process. And the majority of what you're going to do is be in this. If you have to take a day off of work, take a day off of work. Invest in yourself in that way. If you have to move things around or cancel things for one week, invest in yourself and do it. Um, but make the commitment up front that you're going to do it in three days. Don't take this and say, oh, I think I'm going to stretch it out. There's a couple of reasons for that. Is that the longer you stretch it out, the more likely life is to happen, right? If things come up. Um, and the, the more likely you'll get off track. And starting and not finishing this process, I believe, is actually worse than not doing it at all. Because getting bits and pieces of what you want and how we're going to start out and then not finishing the story, leaving the story open, leaves your brain to fill in the story that it always has. And if that's a story of not being as successful as you like, not getting what you want, that's exactly the story that's going to fill in. And that's likely what's going to play out. Maybe not. I'm not going to put that as a for sure out there. But I've seen that happen. So if you're going to do this, commit to it. So hear me out. Take notes. You always have the call to go back to. But the first thing to do before you even start the process when you go to do it is to make sure that you, you have 16 hours to commit over three days. The intensity of this work, doing it three days, really intensely together, really shifts your brain. It really lets your brain in on all the details. It really starts, your brain starts changing in three days. So in three days of having positive thoughts, your neuroreceptors, everything starts changing. And so when you do this intently for three days, you are putting your brain on a new path or you're creating new paths in your brain. Um, and so that's why it's really important to commit to those three days, get that really intense, fill in the whole story so that your brain knows how to guide you. What you're basically doing is putting a GPS point, a very clear GPS point um, in the future. And that you're saying, okay, this is where we're driving to. 
and so that you're going to naturally lead yourself there. You're going to naturally know what to do. You're going to naturally be able to check back in with that future self and know should you do this or that. You're naturally going to know what success feels like. You're going to not feel as panicked when things don't look perfect because you know the end of the story, right? And so if you know you're going to get to where you want to be, you know, if you know that you're driving from the East Coast to L.A., you put it in your GPS, right? Even if, you know, you hit road construction and you have to detour or you have to go around for some other reason, you know you're going to get to L.A. because that's what you put in your GPS. So even if it looks like you're going off the map, you know that's where you're going to land. And that's what you're doing here is putting that GPS point for your future. So um, the first thing you want to do is get really clear on your ideal day. And I am sure that you have done an ideal day, maybe not, exercise before, but these are going to be a little more intense. So your um, intention when you're going through the process is to spend about an hour and a half to two hours, which is about 1,500 to 2,000 words on each ideal day. Again, you're probably going, that's a lot, and it is a lot, because we are putting all of this information in, out into the universe, into your brain, so that you know. We're getting really crystal clear on what you want. And that was something that the participant said as well. We just had a call last night where she shared all of what she learned in the process and how successful it was. And that was what she said. It's like she she thought she knew what her dream life looked like, but she actually didn't know. And filling in those details made it very clear. She knew she's going to L.A., wasn't driving all over the U.S. So that is why hour and a half to two hours, 1,500 to 2,000 words per ideal day. So before you panic, we're going to go over through how you do that. So the first thing that you want to do is um, you need to take out a piece of paper. You don't have to do this right now. You're probably going to want to take notes and come back, maybe listen to a call again, take notes, um, and then go through this process. So take out a blank piece of paper or a huge whiteboard or whatever. Just start thinking, and I like to do this without any lines, so I'm not thinking of 50 things. I'm just throwing stuff in wherever. And making, you know, when you brainstorm as a kid in class, all these ideas, put the brains up, the brainstorm. Put everything on the board or the piece of paper that you can think of that you want in your ideal day. Don't think about, like, oh, that's too much for a day. Just Put it all on the board. Get it all out of the, um, the back of your mind and up into that you put it out there into the world and that you can see it written. And then that way you know it, right? Not holding on to it anymore. You can make it more real when you write it out and you see it like this is what I want. Do whatever, take whatever you like, all 31 flavors. You know, just keep, let yourself brainstorm for as long as possible. This process probably takes 5 to 15 minutes. Um, if it's longer, let it go longer. That's fine. Um, so really take a look at it and let the ideas keep flowing. Then you want to ask, you know, ask yourself, what are the must-haves? What are your most desired pieces of your ideal day? And you're actually going to write three ideal days. I truly believe we have more like three ideal days. We don't have one day that represents everything amazing in our life. Because most of us, some people do, but most of us don't want every day to be exactly the same. You know, if you want to travel, then there's a day where you're somewhere else besides home. 
You know, there's a really cozy, awesome day at home where you're in town and maybe you're going to lunch with your friends. And there's a day where maybe you're planning something big, like a retreat or a workshop or you're planning, you know, a big fundraiser, whatever it is that's for your life, right? So we have a lot of different components. And if you find your components can't fit into three days, you can write four ideal days. That's fine. Um, that can happen. But three usually covers the essence of everything. And I didn't just guess this. This came from, you know, one of the things that I, I don't do this for um, anyone anymore. I do it for people in my champion life group. But I used to do ideal days. So I would interview you about your ideal day, and I would take all of these notes, and then I would create visualizations for you. And what I realized is that mostly they fit into three days. I could put every single detail of what people wanted in their ideal day in their life into three days. And so then I would um, create a visualization that went through into their ideal day. But the point is that they generally fit into three days. So, but again, if you have more, you can. You can have more. Um, so you want to think about, is there anything sacred that you want to add in? Like, you know, if you're not doing yoga now, do you want to do yoga? Or are you doing yoga and you still want that to be a part of your practice in your life? Is there anything that you don't want to be doing in your ideal day? Um, it, whatever that is, think about that. What's not there anymore? Think about what replaces that. And it might just be more free time, but asking that question, if I'm not doing this, what am I doing, will often open up the answer to something that you didn't see. You know, if you are working, and sometimes you're working in your ideal day and sometimes you're not, that's up to you. You know, how many hours are you working? What are you working on? Who are you working with? How does your work feel? What's your favorite part of your day? you travel? That's a big question because you can sprinkle in travel clues into your ideal day very easily. You might have that one day that is about being somewhere else, but you might have other days where you sprinkle in details like, oh, I looked up uh, airfare to Hawaii today in the middle of your ideal day. Once you've kind of gotten all of this out, everything that you want seeing, so you can go through, if you have magic markers, I like to use creative stuff when I'm building. Go through and circle, you know, in one color, everything that would kind of go together in one day. Circle in another color, everything that goes in another day. Circle in another color, everything that goes in the, in the third day. And once you kind of group those, you have a better idea of how to start writing your day. So you want to write your day. If it feels so far away and so impossible, that's awesome. That really is. Because the further away we get from what we feel is, when we get into that place where it doesn't feel possible, we stop trying to control the house. And that's often what I see gets in the way of deliberate creators, is that we try to micromanage that house. And when we can play in a place that's so far out that we can't even imagine how we would get there, right? Going back to my story, I couldn't imagine having 100 people on my list when 30% opened their emails, how we can have 170 people in my course. 
but it was easy to play because I didn't know how. I, I wasn't trying to micromanage that along the way. I just got to play in the field good. So once you have that list, um, think about the things that you're going to sprinkle in, like I mentioned, traveling. Um, are people coming to visit? Are you having friends over for the weekend? Um, what's going on? You know, I remember scripting one time. Um, I script some very detailed stuff about my life, and I was, I was scripting in my mind five years out, all of this stuff, and I talked about, you know, friends coming into town for the weekend, having like, the most amazing weekend and everything. It wasn't a week later, and I had a friend coming into town that I didn't know. Actually, I didn't, we didn't know that we would become such good friends. I knew she was coming into town. We totally hit it off. We had a weekend that was almost exactly like I had written out. But again, I didn't, I didn't know how that was possible. I didn't know that this person would just show up and be this amazing friend and we'd have this amazing weekend. So it's really good to be in that place where you don't know how it can happen because then you can just really play with what it feels like. So once you have your ideal days listed out, you want to take an hour and a half to two hours on each day. Like I said, um, you're going for 1,500 to 2,000 words. And I'm going to teach you how to get there easier, okay? So remember when you sit down to write your ideal day, I want you to think, put yourself in that place. And I want you to put yourself in that place as the on-the-spot reporter instead of the newsroom reporter. You are creating a new role. So you are defining everything that you want to happen in that space. And so here's the formula that I use for scripting because Remember I talked about, you know, you've probably done this exercise before and it kind of felt like newsroom reporting, like this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. You know, there was no juice to it. So this formula I'm going to get you will get you a lot of juice. So the formula is detail plus sense plus feeling plus gratitude or appreciation. Um, one or two, you can do gratitude and appreciation. So the detail is something like, in, in detail. So it's taking like some a statement, like I woke up. So instead of saying I woke up, you add some detail to that step. And you say, I woke up when the sun hit my face. And my eyes naturally opened because the sun was up and I felt surrounded by the beams coming in the window. So you add that sense, right? Which is, I could feel the sun. So I could also add the sense. I felt so rested and peaceful. Um, that's not a sense, that's a feeling. Uh, the sense would be the sun, filling the sun on me. So detail is like waking up. The sense is feeling something, hearing something, tasting something, seeing something, um, or smelling something. And then how did you feel? So I woke up to the sun warming my face. There's a feeling, there's a sense. Um, Felt so rested and peaceful from a great night's sleep and so excited to start the day. You can always add more than one sense or more than one feeling. And then gratitude and appreciation. I have so, I'm so grateful I get to wake up with the sun instead of being on someone else's clock. I'm so grateful that I get to wake up when my body feels great. So that's just one example. And we can come back if there's questions about that. Um, this is a lot of information, but I want to give you all the tools so that if you want to go run with this, you can go run with this. And using that formula, detail plus sense plus feeling plus gratitude, 
is the way that you get to 1,500 words in your ideal day. And one of the ways that you can do this if you want is you can just write it out with just the details, what happens. You know, just I get out of bed, I go, you know, do my routine, I get some coffee, I go do this, I go do that, yada, yada, I text an email, this and that, get up, go have lunch, whatever. And then you can go back and take that out, take that version and rewrite it with the formula of detail plus sense plus feeling plus gratitude and appreciation. After you do that for a while, probably one or two of your ideal days, that will become so easy for you to do. So, and just keep in mind the -the on-the-spot reporter so that you want your story to be so intricate and so drawing you in that you can feel it and you're actually experiencing it the same way you do with a good book. So the same way that whatever the character is is going through and you're experiencing it, whether they're falling in love or they're getting hurt or they're, you know, racing on a racetrack, whatever it is, you know how you get drawn in by that. That's the kind of detail you want to have. You want to draw yourself into your own story. So you are writing in the present tense in that future place. So it's I woke up this morning, I did this, I had a great day, I'm so grateful, I'm so appreciative, I feel so happy. Um, all of that as if you're in that future place. So you're going to do that with all three days. All right. So I think that is a great time If you have any questions, go ahead and type them in the in the chat room. I'm just going to stop and see if anyone has any questions about that. Mm. All right, so I'm going to keep going because I'm trying to keep us on time. So, all right, once you get clear on your ideal days, you have all of those details, and this is why you dedicate six. You're going to dedicate six hours to this part to the to the um, gathering of the information and to the doing it because, um, you know, you need this time to flesh out the details and really get in tune with what you're doing. So after you have all of those, so if you're planning out days, I would do that on the first day. So when you hit your pillow that night, you have such a good sense of how that life feels and what you wake up doing. And um, you know, I have a, a client um, who's in my um, group coaching program who started um, scripting this way about her days every day. And she was saying last night on the Featured Manifestor call that, you know, it just it just happens. Like she let go of trying to make herself get up earlier, get all the things she wanted to do, meditate everything before she went to work. And she stopped trying to force herself to go to bed early. You know, she's staying up late, which is why she was sleeping, you know, sleeping later and not getting everything done. And what she did was start scripting her day like that. And within a couple weeks, just the same as me, it naturally happened that that became what she did. That became how her life just happened. So it's really, it's really powerful to get into that. So, all right. So now that you have your ideal day, you want to work with your story. The way that I do this story is I use the hero's journey. So you can Google there are thousands of documents and thousands of things about the hero's journey storyline. So you want to Google that. And you want to work on it. You want to Google that and pull up one that makes sense to you. 
and look at it. And it's it's the thing that goes most stories go through, right? There's a call. There's a time where you where you didn't do it. Um, like there's a call to be great. There's a time when you refuse the call. You know you and and so it gives you different examples. Different templates give you different examples of how this plays out in a story, right? And so you want to write your story from that place. So now you know the ending of that story. So from the ending of that story, you're going to look back and you're going to fill in all those pieces. You're going to fill in when you met the mentor. You're going to fill in that fill in that point of decision where you decided to to change, where you decided to fully commit to this story. You're going to write in the things that you had, the obstacles that you had to go through. It might seem counter LOA to put in the obstacles, but here's the thing. When we've already solved the obstacles in our story, when we come up against them, we don't freak out about them, right? So in the story that goes back to scripting about uh, my successful launch, the obstacle was probably 170 people. Now, I didn't say necessarily, I hadn't, going back, I would have said something like, it just magically happened, you know, I just kept working and it magically happened. But looking back from now, that was an obstacle, right? 170 people. And what you know when you look back at your story is that you get to the ending, right? You're looking from LA knowing that you got there from the East Coast. You made it. So whatever happens along the way, you got through. So putting an obstacle in that you think might be or that you've thought about for a while might be something that's going to get in your way, detour you, um, set you back a little bit. You get to write in your story how you overcome that to get to that future place because you know where the story ends, right, where the story ends and where the new story begins, right, the new story of living your dream life. But you know where this part of the journey ends. It ends at your ideal day, so you know that place. So writing in the obstacles that you think um, will come up are important, you know, because you can write them how they're not that really big of a deal. You just did them, you handled them, you found somebody to handle them, or they sort of magically worked themselves out, or they weren't as big a deal as you thought they were. So I spend um, a couple hours on the hero's journey story, writing that story. Um, probably two to three hours it's going to take to get you into that story if you really want to dive into it. And um, so once you've written this story, it's going to be awesome. And this is where you have to employ someone who is always savvy and is willing to help you play. I guess they don't have to be always savvy, but they have to be willing to play. You want to get someone to interview you. Because not only what do you want to know kind of what it's like to be in your story and feel like you are that character, you also want to know what it's like to hear yourself speak your story and speak what happened. So if you can find someone to interview you, make up some questions. You know, imagine they are whoever you want them to be, whether it's, you know, Oprah or, um, you know, Good Morning America or something else, whatever it is. Pick somebody that you want to interview you and think about the questions that they would ask you. And so think about that and have someone interview you. Now you're interviewing from this future space. Again, this is where magic happens because you get to meet that future person who's living the life that you are dreaming of. You get to meet the person who's living your dream life, who has made it there. And I promise you, if you put in the effort of 
of the story and you put in the effort of writing your ideal day, when you do this interview, you will hear an entirely different person. When I was working with this, um, with my virtual participant, it was amazing because we were in the interview, in the interview, and then something, we get done with the interview and we were talking about something else and she had this answer and I was like, that's, no, no, no. Go back to the person in the interview and give me that person's answer because the answer you just said is not right. It's not, it wasn't that it wasn't right. It wasn't as powerful as what that future person had said. And that's exactly what she needed and that's exactly what the magic of doing an interview is, is that you get to know that future person. You get to hear them speak. You get to channel them. You get to answer from that place of being at the end of that story, living that amazing life, living your ideal day. And when you do that, when you've written all this stuff before, sometimes it can be hard. Revolt scripting is something that you might have done with someone before, you know, show up to the call acting as if. It's a little bit harder when you just go on the fly. But when you've done all of this backstory, when you've created this, all this backstory, all of this stuff, what happens when you answer those questions is just natural. That person, your future self, just comes out. And I know this from improv. You know, when we pick characters, we just got done doing a show and we're starting another show, well, we have the same characters every week. So we create their, their backstory. We create the details. And what happens is that when you step into those details, what comes out of your mouth is just natural. What you do and say becomes a product of those details. And that's the same thing that happens when you sit down in this interview. So if you're brave enough, get somebody to play with you and have the interview. And after the interview, evaluate if the interview, if you want to rewrite anything in the story, if you want to do anything like that, and then go back and um, there's a so, and then go back and figure out, you know, what does your character, you know, fill in the blanks. So um, Jackie's on the call. I'm glad that this is what Jackie is really good at. But go fill in the story. Make your house, make your everything around you reflect that character. So go through your house as your character, as your future self, and ask what stays and what goes. You know, it's surprising sometimes when we go through this process. You know, often we think, well, you know, I want, I want something. So let's say I want, you know, the shelf in my office for this. But what we realize is that future self might not be doing that part of the job anymore. They might not be doing that part of your business. So they actually don't have that. You know, they actually have nothing that looks like that. Or they have a display case with other things in it or different things. So step into that person and really spend a couple hours going through your car, your house, your life, the places you go, evaluate the places that you go. Would you still be going to such and such or would you go to a coffee shop on the other side of town? And start to put in these things from your story as much as you can. Just make note of them. You don't have to commit to making major changes because, again, when you're living in your story, when you have that experience of what your story is, those things just naturally start happening. So I would close out, um, close out with another writing three more of your ideal days. Um, again, knowing more about the end of the story, knowing it, write that out. That intense focus on that and those details 
makes it very clear to yourself and the universe what you're doing. Again, it gives it gives the universe clear instruction. And not instruction is you want so-and-so to show up at such-and-such time and to do this and to do that. But it gives the universe very clear instruction about what you want to experience and how you want to feel. And also, if you're following the formula, how much you're going to appreciate that, which is all very good. It also, you now know that future person. And like um, my virtual workshop participant said, you know now you can tap into him or her at any time that you need. You know, I loved, um, she shared last night that she had an interview the next day and she could easily step into that person and really speak in that different voice as that more authoritative voice, that person who knew she had something that all of these people needed. And she could really speak to that in a more confident way and in a more sure way because she understood that. And that all got reflected in, you know, her success and everything that happened afterwards. Everything that she's done since then, every email that she's done since then is connected to that future person. And we all know that it's about us. When we change, what we experience changes because what happens on the inside is reflected on the outside. So when we're not, um, I wrote this in, a, in my newsletter the other week, you know, whether our story, we share that story or we keep it inside, that story plays out and other people pick up on it. So if our story is that we're not confident, we don't think that, you know, we don't know what success feels like, we don't think we're good enough for it, whatever that story is, whether we say that out loud or not, other people will pick up on that, and that's going to influence how our lives interact with us, how we experience our life. When we change that and you know you're confident, you know what you have to offer, automatically things change. Automatically you get sales. Automatically. Um, so that's really the power of getting to know that story. And um, uh, the, um, getting to know that story in depth is really powerful. And it's worth the time investment to do that. And most people won't do it because it's such a big time investment. But if you really commit to investing that for yourself, you will get so much further, so much faster, because you know what that experience of success feels like. And that's really what this process is about. It's about getting to know that successful version of you. So I love this process. I hope you've enjoyed the steps. You can follow the steps on the call. Um, you know, You can also grab a copy of my book and get this stuff will be a little bit more outlined in there. I am going to... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.